0: Is there anything worse when a really awesome party just comes to an end way, way faster than you want where they just cut the lights, they cut the music, and you're like, shit, I was starting to get into this. I was starting to feel like maybe this party could be something. That's how I'm feeling right now about, about the Brooklyn Nets. I was just starting to believe. I was just being like, oh, yeah, KD's MVP caliber right now. Kyrie is... Leading for guard scoring and clutch time. Nets are on fire. They're the hottest streak in franchise history. 18-2 in their last 20. They had a little kick to the teeth when Jimmy Butler got knocked into Kevin Durant's knee. And now all of a sudden something's bad. KD went to the ground. He gets up gingerly. He leaves the game. He does not return. Today the Nets announced that KD is going to miss a minimum of one month. Say minimum two weeks, but later Adrian Wojnarowski came out with another tweet, said month. Isolated MCL sprain in his right knee. This is what happened last year as well, if you remember. That kept KD out six weeks. I mean, this is going to be tough. On average, an MCL sprain takes six weeks from diagnosis to full healing. Of course, this is changing from case to case. Of course, if you have sprained your MCL before, they're going to be a little bit more cautious. Not fun. Fun levels on all-time low, though. Fun levels on low. More minutes for Nick Claxton. More touches for my guy, Seth Curry. It's tough because KD was having this historic season in a year where everybody's going off for 50 or more. KD probably the most consistent, dangerous offensive threat in the league. And I know what you're saying. It's Luka, it's Luka, it's Luka, it's Luka. But listen, hear me out in terms of how well KD was playing. According to Kirk Goldsberry, Durant is having one of the best shooting seasons I've ever seen. He leads the NBA in both jumpers attempted and made by a wide margin. But that's just the beginning. Among the NBA's 50 most active jump shooters this season, Durant has the second lowest shot quality via second spectrum. They estimate that an average shooter would produce an effective field goal percentage of just 40%, which is awful, on those Durant's jumpers. But Kevin Durant's actual efficient field goal percentage is 58.4, which is elite in some... Kevin Durant is taking extremely difficult shots, but still producing hyper-efficient results, and his team is following suits. So even when he's being defended nearly perfectly, being draped by multiple guys, he's hitting tough fadeaway mid-range shots. He's shooting nearly 20% above what is expected. That's crazy. That's That doesn't make any sense. And that's one of the reasons that the Nets are and 2 under Jacques Vaughn, is in part because... One, he's obviously a better coach than Steve Nash, which we know. But also because Kevin Durant is leading the best offensive team in the league and they're following his lead. I don't know how it's going to work without him. I'm Very fascinated to see how the Nets respond. I need to know. Is Kyrie going to just put up 50 now? Are they going to – are other, other teams going to double and triple team Kyrie? Who's going to step up offensively? Are we going to get bucket bucket after bucket from T.J. Warren, the bubble god? This is going to a- absolutely test Jacques Vaughn's coaching jobs. It's going to put a ton of pressure on Kyrie. The Warriors without Steph are 6-5. It's pretty much It's better than I expected, 500. I thought, I thought they would be like 3-7. and seven. The Nets without KD, they have the Celtics, the Thunder, the Spurs, the Suns, the Jazz, and Golden State in the next two weeks. It's a bummer. It's a bummer if you're a Nets fan. But now you're going to get to see what this team is really made of without KD. Maybe some more Ben Simmons minutes. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Other than Miles Turner, is anyone more tired of being rumored to be traded than John Collins? John Collins has been in trade rumors since before I was born. Really. Like he's been, he's been, it's just a thing. It's just death, taxes, and John Collins on the trade blog. Because John Collins had to be asked about it again, and he's just like so sick of it. You can just tell. I'm over this. He goes off on this reporter when they're like, hey, you're still on the trade block. This team still wants to get rid of you. What are your thoughts about being traded again? There's just nobody in in the NBA who doesn't know that John Collins would rather be anywhere than on the court watching Trey Young, like we know that Trey Young's not a fun player. We all know that they fucked up when they traded Luca for nothing. It, this is a team that absolutely fumbled the bag worse than Dennis Schroeder. But you know we have Collins who doesn't like Trey. He was the first to call out Trey back three years ago. There was articles written about it. But damn, here we go. So Collins finally has had enough. Right? They ask him about his status. Does, does he actually know his status? No one knows his status. I don't even think the Atlanta Hawks know his daddy. So he, he decided to just say, you know what, I'm taking off the kid gloves. I'm going to say what I really think. He says, I can say, hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. And they can just do whatever they feel is fair. You saw it with Kevin Durant last summer, right? He's begging for a trade, and Brooklyn's like, nah. Not saying that I'm Kevin Durant, but that's just the mentality of, yeah, you can say whatever, you want to go wherever, you can make a public scene, you can do whatever. It does not matter. That's pretty much the crux of the issue, right? You can desire a trade. Teams can do whatever they want with you. They can decide where you go, what it takes. They can hold you hostage. That's the nature of being in a contract, right? And right up until he resigned, Travis Schlenk was bound and determined to keep Collins in Atlanta. Who knows why? Collins does not want to be there. Schlenk does not want him there. And Collins opined how hard it's been playing for three different coaches with three different systems in Atlanta. Obviously, so much of what happens with, His destination, what happens with the team is outside of his control. But then the reporter, of course, probably the same one that pressed Trey Young, uh, pressed him about a possible trade again. And he finally had enough. He was, oh, God, it's best. I don't give a damn, he says. I don't give a damn, honestly. You know what I mean? I play basketball every day. You know what I mean? I play basketball. I come in and I play basketball. And whatever happens, happens because I don't control that side. I don't have any control over the decisions that get made, where I am, where I play. I don't have any control over that. Is it safe to say John Collins is sick of this bullshit? Is it safe to say John Collins would like to be anywhere but to be asked about, hey, you're on the trade block again? One thing is for certain. Like, the Hawks are not going to allow Trey Young to go. And it is very hard to see where John Collins and Trey Young fit on a team that is centered on a guy – who really his first, second, and third option is to score. His fourth option is to lob the ball up, really to keep the defense honest for option one, two, and three. That's really it. You're only getting lobs to help Trey Young. That's it. And you're not getting play calls for you at all. So how bad are things in Atlanta? Well, according to Shams, Nate McMillan strongly considered resigning. After the whole Trey Young incident that we covered a couple weeks back. Now Nate insists that that was not true. He says these are lies. But come on. We know what Shams does. Shams is getting multiple sources. He is not peddling in rumors. There is fire behind the smoke. So do not hold it against John Collins. Think about how toxic things are there. I heard from somebody within NBA circles that reached out to me. Hey, they said... Players don't like playing with Trey, coaches don't like Trey, there's nothing they can do, he's the franchise, that's it, end of story. So, yeah, retirement looks a lot better than dealing with the freaking chucker every day who's got an attitude issue. And I like Trey Young-ish, but do you want to bet John Collins' is pro-nate on this little beef? I would bet, I would bet so. Bottom line, very safe to say, there's a lot of teams that would like John Collins on their roster. His points are down, but let's be honest. Why? Why is her point? His why? Why is his points down? Because Trey Young's first, second, third option is scoring for himself, and he's shooting twenty nine percent from three. But he is averaging eight rebounds and a block, and a half, and a steal per game. So will John Collins be on the move? I don't know. Again, this is well before my time that these rumors started. Um, but like Miles Turner, don't bring up the trade number. The word trade around them, if you don't want it to be a. Uh, confrontational situation